see how that started. That that mm. I used to I used I used to have certain sculptures, and um to put them away in storage, I would create these like really fucking nice. I mean, they were visually not nice. They were just really really well done um uh, uh crates for them. Okay. They were padded and shit like that, just so that yeah, the sculpture run not get damaged. So I, once in a while, I would sell a sculpture. And I get stuck with this fucking crate that I spend fucking time doing. And when I would take it apart, I have these nice wooden uh, panels with this like boarded fucking wood on them. And I was like, yo, I don't want to throw this out, and I don't want to recycle this wood. So I would just take chalk and draw something like that would take me like five minutes to do. Mm-hmm. And I honestly would not feel even comfortable charging somebody for. It. I took one the first the very first night I did that that was the night of the the Joker premiere. The, the reason I remember is because Friday nights I would I always I'm a film I go to a lot of movies I used to go to movies a lot so that the first night I ever did that was the night of that Joker premiere so I, I left that shit and um I don't know that's the only one that that I don't know who got it because every other one people would get it and then they would they would tag me on they'll it. tag you on yeah it. and then it would it was kind of a cool thing that they were like you know you want to hear something funny on this block that garbage can in the corner. I uh, fucking uh, one day it was like five in the morning and I left one there and this old man come I left it on the on the, the street light uh, and this old man comes and he looks at it and it's like five thirty six o'clock in the morning I hadn't gone home yet so fucking he's going to work so he looks at that shit and I, f- I forgot which one it was but he grabs it and fucking rams it in the garbage damn Whoa, what an asshole. so while I'm like in the car about to post the shit I'm looking in the rear mirror I was like yo what the fuck is he doing. And he, he's rammed there super hard in the garbage. So I was like, this motherfucker. So I get out the car, and I couldn't get that shit out the garbage, dude. He wedged that shit in there so hard. So oh, I'm in the there, corners. Like, to, yeah, I'm trying to like get the fucking thing out, and I finally got it out. And I was like, yo, fuck this. I'm leaving this shit in, like, in the height somewhere. So I ended up <laughs> on, uh, I went back up, uptown, and I left it on 176 and, um, and Wadsworth. And the guy who picked it up was his dude I tattooed. And this motherfucker, wow. took, this motherfucker took that shit to work. He, he was on his way to work. Yeah. He grabbed it. And he was like, he had made a video with him walking in the train. Like, it was, fuck, it was, I'm not leaving this shit. Yeah, yeah I'm taking it. To work and shit. But uh, yeah, man, I haven't kept, do- haven't uh, continued to do them just because, uh, you know, I was doing the floor in my studio and I just got caught doing other things and shit. And I and also I don't go to the fucking movies no more. My movie day was Friday nights and I, that was my thing. I go out, go catch a movie, and come back like at four or five in the morning, and then I put that shit out there. Okay. But I haven't been to the movies like in a year with this whole shit going on. Shit, so it's no, like, none know. of us have <laughs> at this so, point. Yeah, but uh, eventually maybe I'll, I'll do some more and shit. But uh, yeah, it was it was funny because I would get people um, who would hit me up like, yo, I want one of these paintings. I'm like, yo, the whole asp- uh, whole idea is to go out there and get them. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't give them to you. And, shit. and that's what I was telling you earlier before we started recording. I had a friend who was Priceless. Like, yo, I'm trying to get this fucking thing. You out here giving these diamond niggas all these fucking yeah. paintings. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yo, I was doing one. I was like, here, just take this shit, nigga. Yeah. yeah well, you learned your lesson when yeah, you see yeah. my man on this corner slam yeah, that shit yeah, into yeah. the garbage can. Yeah, that was the only time that shit happened. This shit. <laughs> I left one on on this same block, but on Vermilia, and um, this dude from Post that I tat, he ran over there and got it. I mean, he ran over there to get it, and when mm-hmm. he got it, when he saw, because I would I would literally put it up and then post it on, on Instagram immediately. Okay. And then freaking this girl who lived around there, who I tattooed as well, she came down and got it. So freaking the guy from Post ran over there and he was like, yo, when I got there, this, this little girl had got it. And she was tight. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's the whole thing about it. That's what's fun, what was fun about them. You yeah, know? that's dope. That's a really dope yeah, concept. Yeah, but that's a really dope concept. How many artists you know are doing shit like that? I, none that I know of. Exactly. And none that's that my I whole thing of. when I want to mention like legacy and the art form. Bro, what you're doing, at least to me, because there could be a lot of other people that have done it or that are doing it. But to me personally, I don't know anybody that's doing it. I only know you. Well, that's the thing, man. And you want to try to do, if you want to be a good artist or uh, if you want to be uh, successful or what should I say more? If you want to just continue to work and feel constant re-inspiration constantly, you got to try to do something original. You know, I look at some people and they're just doing shit that other people have done. And it, it's okay to take one aspect of what somebody's done or maybe copy somebody to the extent, but you could change that into your own way. But there's people copying exactly what other people are doing and making a living off that shit. And it's all, you know, it's all good to them, man. They're doing it. I know people in the tattoo industry who are charging $300, $300 an hour making work that isn't going to last five years. They do tattoos that they don't even wear themselves, but they're making the money. So I get it, man. We live in a society you got to make your money as... As as you know, as much as possible and however you want to make it, but um, 
me, when it comes to like work, it becomes more so like I want to try to do shit that's meaningful. Like there's this problem. I mean, you never see it, but there's paintings I do that I just fucking start all over again because I'm not just feeling it. I finished a painting last night that didn't take that long to do, you know what I mean? But it it just flowed real easily, that, you know what I mean? And, and that's what it's about. When you're creating something, um, we're talking about artwork, yeah, we're not yeah, talking yeah. about tattoos because mm-hmm. tattooing is totally different. When tattooing, you already have everything is super calculated. You know what I mean? You you have to know what this thing is gonna look like. That you have the, you, the client's expectation is totally dependent on what you're gonna do. You know what I mean? There's you could take a fucking shit on a fucking painting and and splatter fucking urine on it, which artists have done. You know what I mean? It's like and sell it. So it's like if you if you talk enough shit about it in the right way, people will fucking sell it. You know what I mean? Um, Andy Wall used to do that. He used to have all his boys drink different kind of fucking beer, and everybody used to piss on one second. Just piss on the yeah, fucking what? canvas. That's, that's what that's he used to shit. fucking sell. Shit. Yeah, so you know that's not uncommon. But you know, people are gonna the buy piss in the tattoo industry. Nah, you gotta have like people. You're gonna get people what they're asking for. They want a portrait of their kid. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's why also I don't fucking uh, I don't do commission work for t- paintings. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes people come to the studio and they'll be like, yo, you could paint my kid because they see I'm painting. Like, nah, dude. Like, I'm not going to sit here and paint your kid for 20 hours. Dude. When it comes to painting, you, I'll sell whatever I have, but it's what I want to do. You know what okay. I mean? It's like, it's not okay. about what. Because then, you, then, you, then you're doing a client-directed thing again, and I do that shit yeah. fucking for a living. You know what I mean? You're doing tattoo artists yeah, yeah, on a canvas. Yeah, That's yeah. it. And yo, how often do, you, do I get somebody in tattooing that tells me, yo, do whatever you want? That shit has only happened... Maybe three times in the in my entire career. Are those the best ones though? The ones where those you have complete you artistic freedom? Most, of course, yeah. I recently did one. This uh, guy named uh, Lou um, from the Bronx. He gave me total fucking. This guy couldn't. I couldn't even get input from him for anything, and I felt kind of bad because I wasn't used to that shit. So I'm like, yo, you got to give me something to you. He's like, nah, do whatever the fuck you want. And uh, I still wanted something from him on there. So I remember the few times I've tattooed him um, in other areas of his body, he had told me that he was a skater and he was into smoking. So that's why if you look at the piece, it has like a skateboard with like a little pot plant on a, on a little pot and shit like yeah, that. You know okay. what I mean? So, so that was like his thing. And then I put his, that he's from the Bronx. So there were little sprinkled things here and there for, from his, uh, his background, but the majority of the idea was mine. You know what I mean? And that was... That rarely happens, dude. People don't do that shit. They don't give you anything, you know. They don't understand how original a piece like that is, you know what I mean? Because you'll put everything into that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So would you say you have a specific type of, like, tattoo style? Like, I know there's, like, a bunch of subcategories under tattooing. Would you say that you have, like, a specific specialty? And if so, what would it be? Nah, I definitely, when it comes to tattooing, man, I fucking, I try to stay as versatile as possible. The only two art forms I don't fuck with are traditional Japanese and hyperrealism. Tra- okay. tra- traditional Japanese, I love reading about it and studying it, and I do what they call neo-traditional Japanese, but I don't do traditional traditional Japanese because that shit has a lot, a lot of fucking rules to it, and a really? lot of like colors that you're not supposed to use, a lot of shapes that you're allowed to use, um, mythological uh, creatures that you're supposed to put in, per, in, per, in positions and shit. Mm-hmm. That shit is super, super... Uh, uh, Uniformed. It's not wow. something that you can do whatever the fuck you want in it. Shit. I didn't think it was so structured no, like it, that. It is very structured. And the thing is that if you, it, there is an ability to get creative, but it, it's within like parameters. It's not something you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. So I kind of stay away from that. What they call neo traditional Japanese is when you're doing your version of that fucking Japanese, which I do all the okay. time. I mean, uh, traditional Japanese, I think you could only outline a, a fish once. It has to face. Certain way, damn, I, really yeah, like yeah, that crazy shit, yo. Wow. Like, you, um, you could only have like a, a dragon with a certain kind of. You can't have a dragon and a tiger together or some shit like that. It's super detailed. I like reading about it because it's history. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. it's impressive and it's valuable. You know what I mean to know that kind of shit. But I'm not gonna follow that shit. I do what the fuck I want. You know, I mean, besides, <laughs> and a client is also gonna want to do something. They want to do extra shit. And uh, that I don't. That's why I don't do traditional Japanese. But I and I also don't do hyperrealism because hyperrealism is way, is the technical part that I have an issue with. It's way too detailed, and your skin is something that ages with time. It changes. You know, nobody's skin stays the same. That canvas, like he was saying, a hundred years ago, is gonna look exactly like that, unless there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless it's burned down. It's gonna fucking. Um, it's gonna look exactly like that. 
Skin doesn't look like that. You could get a tattoo yeah. when you're 20 and the fucking time you're 45, that's going to look like shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's true. So you got to get it touched up and shit. So, you know, I've, I know, I'm sure you've seen hyper-realism realism pieces where like Kobe Bryant, he has a yeah. fucking sweat beads and all that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah those yeah, things yeah, look amazing. It. I'm not taking anything away from how the artist is doing that shit, but it's the, 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 uh, the longevity, you know? They're it not doesn't res- age They're not well. respecting what that thing is going to look like in the future. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and you got to be considerate of that. And the biggest, biggest, you know, the biggest example that they really don't give a fuck is that they don't wear those tattoos. Those artists who do hyper-realism, they don't wear hyper-realism. Like, they, they wear their tattoos just like mine and everybody else's tattoos. Because they know that shit's not going to last. Now, can you fault them for fucking getting somebody to pay them $300 an hour? No, dude. Like, no, you know, of somebody, course not. Yeah. If somebody wants to wear that shit and they're willing to pay, of course So be it. Fuck okay. it. Yeah. My thing is that I feel like, you know, if I were to sit there and do a realism piece, I feel like I'm robbing people. I've been tattooing 30 years. I've seen what a tattoo looks like, you know, down the line. Days, and I'm like, damn, I know this is going to look like shit. Down the yeah. Line. So in many ways, I think, in my opinion, it's a way of losing a client. Because it's like you, you're setting somebody up with something that in the 10 years from now, they're going to be like, damn, this shit fell apart. Well, Client, I got this clients shit. Clients don't know. They don't fucking, they don't know about this. You, the one who's supposed to know. You fucking, yeah. you're the one tattooing and shit. So Client just sees the media and they're like, oh, I want Kobe right here with the sweat. With the sweat. I want to see the sweat on Kobe. <laughs> it's true. They, they look, it looks amazing until nah, it is, dude. 15 dude, they, years past. They do pass. the holes in the jerseys. Dude. That shit is nuts. The, every hole in the jersey. Yo. And it'll look just yeah, like I've whatever seen, picture um, they're I, using. Look, uh, one of those guys, um, charges $300 an hour and he has a nine hour minimum. Shiza. Imagine what he's pulling on in a day. And I seen him at conventions. Yo, dude, they will work on a piece like this big for like three, four hours. And then then they'll finish like the jersey down, leave you with no head. That's another technique they use. Because, yo, you're not going to do the head. Somebody break out and not come back for years. They just got the face. They'll give you the whole jersey. (laughs) So (laughs) the whole jersey with the basketball and everything. And then you're just hanging around with that. So you catch that dude again and pay another fucking three, four stacks to get that shit finished. Coño, that's tough. Yeah, so it's crazy. That's tough. That's how they get you. Of course, man. Of course. I mean, I I didn't get my first tat until I was like 29, 30. And I only have one and I have it on my back. Because growing up, I was always like, you know, I wanted a... My thought process, and I know it's not everybody's, was like I wanted to wait till I knew I, I really cared about yeah. something enough to get the tat versus getting like you know loyalty on my chest or whatever and i'm not knocking anybody who does Born alone, dialogue. you know exactly <laughs> uh death before dishonor all all the good all the good made. you know so i was like you know I'm, I'm gonna wait a while and and even then like i was it's it's daunting trying to find the first person you're gonna do your tat with it is now you know what I mean? Because it's it's such a saturated industry. But back, you know, twenty years ago, there was a it was a lot less of us. So like, yo, people are trusting more the lot less artists now. You know, I I, I had a client when this Nigerian doctor who I wow. came to me. Yo, he'd been to like ten artists, and I was the only one that he had a conversation with that he could fuck with because this guy, he's a doctor. He's mm-hmm. fucking very articulate, very you know conscious that he knows what the fuck he wants. Right. So. Like the fucking barrage, like the, the the exchanges we were doing for the idea, he what I know what still what, what what got him with me because because I had answers for everything he wanted. Like he wanted these crazy different details to his shit. First of all, he's dark as hell, right? Like, you know, that, I was like, so you know, I'm shutting down the fact of mad shit he could get because of his skin tone, and then you know things that you know the sun considering things like that, all those things. But I was so prepared and not that I was you know I've been doing this shit for a long time so it was like everything he was saying was nothing new to me so right. I'm basically talking I'm like well this, this is not gonna work like this this is gonna work this better this way so that's what impressed him and he was a hard guy to work with you know what I mean because he had really elaborate the guy had like a folder of for, for one tattoo <laughs> holy had, what like, it was literally like it was like eight pictures and every picture had like four different reference pictures so he had like this, this <laughs> oh cigar God. here he had five pictures of this cigar Five pictures of this cigar, five pictures of this asterisk. And he's like, I want this piece here, this and that. So your most artists will be like, yo, get the fuck out of here, dude. I don't want to do this shit. But right from the jump, I was like, yo, listen, first let me shoot down half of your expectations because you're black and you're super dark. And that shit is a lot of this yeah, shit is not can. even going to show. Right. So I started showing them pieces that, that could work that for his skin tone. And then so that's how we, so we got to work and shit. But like what you were saying, you know, People who are like uh, him are rarely seen who are that detailed, who know exactly what they want to do. So it's harder, you know what I mean? But nowadays, with the, how saturated the industry is, you got people 
you know, it's real easy for you to get a fucking shit tattoo nowadays. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like everybody's doing. Tattooing now is like a a regular job. You know what I mean? Like anybody could do that shit. If you know how to trace properly and you know how to, you know, use a copy machine and a pair of scissors, a joke in the tattoo industry, if you, you can make a, a decent tattoo artist by using a tracing paper, a scissor, and a copier. Shit. Yeah, I mean, no, like, yeah, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so it's like, you, you, it's all you really need and shit. But, you know, it, it's all, it's half of like, you know, half of it is, is technique, you know what I mean? Is the machine and applying the tattoo. And the other half is, is the art form and shit. So there's people who have the art form totally down packed, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But they can't get the technique down. And there's people who got the technique and they can't get the fucking artwork down. So it's like that fucking balance, balance of both and shit. I know a mad competent tattoo artist, dude, but like they don't draw. They don't fucking, you know, they just, they look at it. I know more tat, mad, more bad tattoo artists. That, I'm talking about like immediate people I know and shit. I know more people mm-hmm. who, who are, I don't, and I shouldn't say bad, but I just know like that they're they're disgruntled or disillusioned with the industry because they they don't they, they lost the passion for it because they don't draw they don't they don't look at the techniques and things that are coming on nowadays. There's a lot of mm-hmm. shit that that can stimulate you stimulate you in that shit. You know, there's a a tattoo artist named Carrie Barber. She's like 67 years old, a white woman from from California. Yo, she is a fucking beast. I've been following her since I was in my 20s, and Damn. she's the only woman. Right, that in this day and age, in 2021, that bitch is still doing some fucking mind blowing work. Most artists that you see that have 40 years under their belt tattooing, their art towards the end is trash. They burn out. They're burned out because they've let the fact that people are giving you ideas to do get to them. They haven't looked for the originality or the the stimulation within the, the technique of, the, of, of how, how to apply the tattoo. And that's what, what you have to keep going. That's what's going to keep you going. She's the only one I've seen who, who does that shit. Like, a woman that age, that old, she, her kid is like 30 years old and he tattoos. That's so, fucking yeah, crazy. She, she's amazing. Carrie Barber, man. She's amazing. She's the only woman who actually opened the tattoo museum. And also, look, she's that, why is she so so great and so, you know, such a powerful artist at such a late light, uh, age in her life? Because she's giving back to the industry. She opened the museum. Right, you know, there's there's tattoo there's tattoo machines in that museum that are 150 years old, from the time wow. Samuel Riley invented the tattoo machine. You know, the, the original tattoo machine was uh started, but what's the guy who fucking invented the the fucking telephone? Uh, Alexander no, Graham Bell. Edison, 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 Edison. Edison invent, he actually started the. He was trying to build an electric pen, a pen that flow inks and you could write on paper, and then Samuel Riley was the guy who took those fucking plans and made a tattoo machine and then patented it and shit. So he's the guy, and that guy's from here, from New York. Mm, shout out to New York yeah. again. A lot of culture coming out of here. I wanted to ask you too. I know we were getting into like those pieces. Like, ha- is there a a specific piece that you did tattooing that like sticks out to you that you always remember? Whether if it's it's because you loved it that much, or if it's because it was really difficult. Like, is there like one story that sticks out to you more than the rest? Or specific client, something like that. Well, tattoos are—I mean, they're really not that difficult for me to do anymore. What becomes a difficult thing is people's skin, because people's skin is everybody's different. They say there's a saying in the tattoo industry: you could learn how to tattoo in a year or two, and you could be learning skin for twenty, because oh, everybody's man. skin could be different. There's people in there who, there's fucking you know people whose skin is like soft like baby, and they fucking you the needle. Literally, it looks like butter melting into their skin. There's other people, you run a line and it's like leather. Like skin is like, <laughs> and it's sometimes, sometimes it's not even a visual thing. Sometimes their skin could look normal. And yeah. You can't get that shit in there. So you really? Gotta, yeah, so you got to like, that's where the skill comes in. You got to learn to like either either turn the machine up. Sometimes you got to push a line a little harder and then give them, because when you're pushing harder, you're causing more irritation. So you got to kind of back off for a little. You got to take breaks. Mm-hmm. But um, that that that's the only thing that becomes like a, a, a problem or a an obstacle, but if, if like, if you're asking for like an important, or not important, but like a, a significant story, I mean, I have hundreds of different significant stories or tattoos that have like, like moved me, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a guy around here um, that I've had, uh, if you've been to, you, if you go to my Instagram, he has his entire back done, and it has a, a Dominican, like Dominican is Dominican culture mixed with New York City culture has a Yankee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has yeah, the Yankee, yeah, and then yeah. he has like the. His name is Ace. Uh, you might. He's from around here. I the don't know thing from Santiago. I know exactly which yeah, one you're yeah. talking about. But uh, his, uh, I did a portrait of his grandmother on his chest, and um, when I did that portrait of his grandmother, he was telling me like how his grandmother just passed, 
and my grandfather had just passed. So it was like, that shit was like a really, you, you, pieces like that are beautiful yeah. because uh, they get you, you know what I mean? I, like at that moment, I felt what he was going through because I had just recently gone through that shit. So, um, you know, they, and then, yo, I can't tell you how many times, like, you know the guy who passed away recently, corporate? Around here and shit. Uh, he was an artist around here. He was from right here. Um, two I think he was from Dykeman and uh, Sherman. Yeah. Um, he, he he recently passed away. He's a guy, another one, I did a portrait of him and shit, and he was very emotional. So, like, and I'd known him for years and shit, and then having him pass away it was a fucking... So it was like, you know, things like that, it, it does get, you know, this becomes a, a community, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it goes back to, like, one of the things about, you know, the whole ego thing, because... um. It's real easy for me to stay grounded with, with, with ego, and I don't get because I love tattooing common people. You know what I mean? Like I, that's why I I make it a point not to. I don't like tattoo celebrities. I could have many times tattooed celebrities, cause but I don't go out of my way to tattoo celebrities, dude. I just don't like. If you're gonna, if you want me, if a celebrity wants me to get tattooed, they're gonna have to go through what everybody else is gonna well, yeah, pull up to the shop. Yeah. yeah, because you know what? Because every other working class motherfucker, those are the people that made me, not the fucking celebrity. So I'm not gonna, mm. I can't be on some like, oh, I'm gonna treat this a fuck that, like you know what I mean? And the worst of the hood celebrities. Yeah. Like, these, 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 you know, this nigga, he, you know, he the man on his block. Uh huh. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna pay you. It's like, nah, dude. I'm gonna cut off this working class motherfucker who's been coming to me for fucking 15 years to get tattooed just because you offer me more money. Like, I take that. I, I get pretty insulted with that shit. So it's like, you know, like people who know me sometimes I come off hard on people because of that. But it's like, you know, I, I don't think I'm a hard guy to get along with. I just like, I like, you know, I like respect. I, I give respect, and a lot of times people, when it comes to money. They can be disrespectful. They want to throw money at you and they think that you're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to jump for this money. Dude, yeah. if I didn't jump for the fucking celebrity, I'm not going to jump for you. You know what I mean? And like, and I value the the working class person. You know what I mean? And and I'm not talking about, you know, motherfuckers who, ain't, who, ain't, who work on the street because those are working people too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, they're working. I'm not I'm not shitting on them either. It's just that, yo, you come, you you leave the positive, you, work, you respect my work process because I give people a certain time, bro. Like, I give, if you're coming in for a two-hour tattoo, I'm taking three hours that day. You know, whatever time to clean up before all that shit, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, people respect that. So, I, if I give somebody, somebody gives me a deposit and I got them set up for a certain time, I'm not going to fucking call them up and be like, yo, uh, for your stacks, I got... Rain check. I, I got, you know, fucking a little young man, whatever, from the Bronx. <laughs> little young, little young, little young, young man. man. <laughs> he coming over here, he's giving me an extra thousand. Yeah. How that looks, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's you know true. I mean? And you've been, put, you've been waiting for your shit since February. Nah, dude. And, and it's people like you, the regular dude, who came, who made me what I am today. So I can't do that. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to have some sort of uh, standards. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's what people... You know, people people uh, confuse a lot of times. They come, they confuse attitude with standards. I'm not. I got standards, man. I try to keep to them shits. You know, I'm not trying to veer away from that shit because then you become fucking a whore. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Well, pretty much. Pretty much. That's absolutely true. Has there ever been like a specific like funny or weird interaction that you were like, yo, this this person's wilding? Like any tattoo that you were like, damn, this this you sure you want to get this? I mean, oh yeah, weird tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've had weird moments. Of, you know, thirty years is a long time already. Dude. Right. It's like so, you know, I've I'm used to fucking almost everything, dude. Like I've 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 had people throw up during their their what I, what I had a woman throw up in her bra. What? And, uh, yeah, I had a I had this guy wow. I was tattooing. His baby mother came in pregnant, and hit him with a bat. What? Yeah, I had a. Uh, <laughs> It's like, I'm, I'm like I'm not mentioning these people's names because I know all of them by name. Right, but uh, they I, they're still people I actually still know. But uh, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, a, and you know I I've worked privately almost since almost the whole time I've been tattooing. I owned the shop years ago, like twenty. I I closed my shop like uh, two months before nine eleven. I had a street shop, you know what I mean. So I know what a what it takes to run a street shop. And then the thing mm -hmm. about street shops is that. You can't care about the artwork as much as you care in a private studio. Okay. You know, when you came to get yeah. tatted, who else was in there but me and you? Yeah, exactly. What was that experience like? We had great conversation. You were consumed by everything Everything I got in there. Everything in there is me. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you know, we had great great time together. I gave you this dope tat. You know, it was like, that's it. It's, got me ready to start a revolution. You can't, <laughs> you, you can't put a price on that. When you were yeah. in a, a street shop, 
you got every fucking Fernando coming in. Oh, yeah, hey, jodiendo. This is, that shit is a different environment. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's for it. You know what I mean? You can make money in that environment. I'm not saying you can't, but it's this is not for me. I did it. And this is like, you got to hire people. I, 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 you know, working, having people work for you, it's another issue. And, and the thing is that you got to be, you got, you, you basically it comes down to you, you have to care for something more than artwork. You know what I mean? It's like you have yeah. to care about a business. Yo, when somebody comes in and they fucking want a fucking tattoo in their face and they're fucking 19 years old, <laughs> you can't tell them, no, idiot. Right. Get that in. It's not a good idea. In a tattoo shop, you better do that shit because you got a fucking overhead of fucking who knows how much. You know what yep. I mean? So it's like, you can't do that. And you know why? Because he's going to go across the street and get it somewhere else anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it's it's hard to care about, you know, have have, have some sort of sense of uh, responsibility. You know, someone young like that. It was a kid recently who wanted to get a, and I didn't even know that this was a this guy here. Uh, um, what's this artist? Uh, uh, the one the song Anuel, right? Uh uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Um, some kid was in. I didn't even know who he was at the time, but there was a kid who wanted an elephant with a with a trunk. And oh. when he told me about it, I was like, yo, that is so stupid. No. <laughs> I was like, I, 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 so all I told them was, I, I mind you, I already got like five, six tats on him. I said, nah, we're not doing that, bro. Like, don't even ask that shit again. So he kind of like, <laughs> slow for that. He was probably <laughs> sick. So uh, I, a couple of weeks later, I was telling somebody about it. And he's like, yo, but that's Anuel's tat. And I was like, who's that? And he shows me this tattoo. I said, yo, these kids are crazy. Huh? And then, you know, he, you, uh, this kid's like 20. He's a son of a friend of mine uh, from a childhood friend. And I was like, why would you want some shit on your hand that young? You know what I mean? So, I mean, luckily, you know, I known him since he was a kid. So, you know, he lives, he, hopefully he listens. He wouldn't go get that shit somewhere else. But I'm not, I'm doing you a favor, bro. You're getting your hand tattooed. You don't have a career. You know what right. I mean? It's just like, right. you're fucking out. Like, you, you know, you get tattoos on your hand, your face and shit. It's like, you better be making money as a rapper or something already. You know what I mean? Back when I was a kid, getting a tattoo on your face, dude, you were like a psychopath. Yes. Nowadays, yes. Now it's becoming more more and more common. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Now it's just like any any douchebag has a fucking tattoo on his face. That on the face, diamond on the forehead, yeah, all that crazy the diamond shit. Diamond on the forehead is, is something else. That's some next level. That bro, I couldn't believe That's that shit at all, shit. at all. Implants have been a thing in the tattoo industry for a long time, anyway. But not not protruding implants. You know, they used to oh, they were, in the industry they used to cut your skin and and put like pieces of uh, of uh, plastic. You ever seen people who have like a attack two conventions? You see it more common. Like somebody would have like balls or spots, bumps, spot. yeah. yeah, bumps like that. Those are things that they were like cut and then squeeze that onto your skin. It's, it's a whole like a uh, process that goes into that shit. But you know these motherfuckers took it to another level because they got a protruding fucking uh, piece. And what happens with that that people don't know is that when you have something stuck, you ever seen those dermal piercings? Chicks are getting now. Yes, that's another issue because it's like you 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 literally have an open wound. That's basically something that's just stuck in your skin. So what's happening is that all your skin is 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 uh, forming, dying around that shit. So you're getting all these dead cells around there, and you get scar tissue. And the day eventually that shit gets pushed out. Your, your body's pushing that shit out. Like yo, this is no matter cool. what, I don't want this yeah. shit. Get this shit off of me. So yeah. eventually you gotta take it out. And when you go take, excuse me, when you go take it out, they gotta cut it with a razor and then pull it out, and then they tell you, oh, you know, the, 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 sometimes they got to stitch you up, but sometimes, most of the time they don't, but you put a band-aid on it, but what they never tell you, is now you have a permanent scar there, because now you have so that you have, it's like you ever seen your ear, when you take a, you have that little ball, yeah. same concept, dude, that shit is dead skin in there, so you can't get that shit out, now you're stuck with a, with a scar on your chest, you got these women, young, they're like 20, and they got these dark ass fucking holes right Yeah. It's like, yo, you know, I cover those holes up all the time, I'm like, yo, they don't tell you that shit when you're getting dirt dermal piercings done. And same thing with that shit on his forehead. He's going to have a monster scar from that shit because all that shit dies out. If you would, uh, your body pushes everything out. If you were tattoo a baby when uh, it's born and for, uh, you know, let's say a, a, a person could live 200 years, the tattoo would completely fade. Really? Yeah. Do ta- your body pushes all that shit out eventually, man. Your body's not anything foreign like that. It's not going to fucking do. You, you've seen people who get a tattoo when they're like 15. That shit gets super light. You barely even see it and shit. You know it's, it's 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 normal fucking for your body to push that shit out. It's just what just what the body does. It's not used to having shit implanted in. No it foreign material. Yeah. Well, hopefully they listen to the DP and they don't go through that. Yes, <laughs> yes. PSA, people, stop it. Listen to the DP. Stay informed, <laughs> so you don't have to go through those life decisions. Yeah, man. One of the reasons why you know, remember when you asked me to come on here and I was kind of apprehensive about it and yes. shit. Yes. But uh, the reason why I, you know, and I wanted to get this out and tell you that the reason why I did is because you guys are just starting, and uh, if I could help you, you, you know, you catapult this even more, then that, that's a great thing. You guys are still forming yourselves, and that's that's dope. You know, what I mean, some 
I mean, I, I didn't listen to many pockets or only uh, that you had. I listened to a couple and shit. Yeah. And it was a lot of different, like, uh, it's a lot of diff- different vibes, to yeah. say the least. And, and, and that's fine because, you know, at the same time, you know, at the end of it, it's, it's important to have fun doing this yeah, shit. Yeah, you know of mean? course. Like, talking is definitely fun and shit, but you, you we also have to have talking with some with some value to it, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. Yeah. In the, when it comes to our community, you know, and you, this is a Dykeman podcast, you know what I mean? And this is our community, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would, uh, you know, I, I I have very I'm very very proud that when I sell paintings and I sell scu- uh, my sculptures, I sell them to my people. That shit is like a fucking. Uh, I feel like a millionaire when I do that. I still, no, there's a, a a guy who I tattooed in um, a couple of years ago. Right before I went on vacation, I sold him a, a sculpture, and um, I went and installed it in his studio. And what was beautiful about that sculpture to me was that I had almost sold it. I had exhibited it in like three to four shows and every time people wanted it and they never wanted to give me the price for it and I was always asking like five grand and then it went down to like three grand and then the last I was asking was like 2,500 and I ended up selling it to this dude for 2,000 you know but he was a, a man of color and I was like damn this is the this, it was such a beautiful thing to, I didn't even care about the money at that, at that moment yeah, yeah. the fact that mm-hmm. he was going to have it you know what I mean um, and I don't care how segregated or how if people want to say that sounds racist I really don't care about that because I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of that in our community where people are like, oh, you know, that that might be viewed as uh, me discriminating or, pre- or preferring to deal with a certain. I deal with everybody. I got real close friends that are white, you know what I mean. But I want. I think our our community needs more help than anything amongst ourselves, and we're the only ones that can help ourselves, dude. Like, you know. So when when I come in, you know, some people tell me when I was doing the free uh, artwork thing, the the, the, the free things, and uh, you know, people are like, yo, come do this shit in Queens. I was like, yo, dude, I will never. Do that shit outside the heights, dude. Like that yeah. shit. You know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. This is the neighborhood that made me. You know what I mean? It's like this is where this is gonna go. This is where I gotta stay. Yeah. And, that, and that goes back to why I wanted to do your. And it, I don't like. I, I, For I you, it's very important to stay true to yourself. Yes, and I might be talking a lot. You might, you know. No, uh, pero que. But, no, but no. That's what we're here. We're here to talk. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm talking a lot because you know I, I want to talk. I might be talking a lot, but I'm also talking because I want you to know that that I wanted to help you. Into, into what you're doing. This is a cool thing that what you're doing here. And, I, and you haven't, it's not a, don't let yourself get corrupted with it. You know what I mean? And that's a, you you, you guys have a good, you know, I, just by meeting you, I can tell you you're good people. So, you know, it doesn't, it, it's not going to happen. But there's people, man, they get into things and, and, it, and it doesn't just happen in art. You know, but you see people get into something and then they quickly, because they want more views or they want more, more uh, um, notoriety or yeah, attention. Yeah. They will. They start like you know selling themselves out a little and shit. And I always got a fucking quote. I say I'm willing to smell shit, but I'm not gonna eat it. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, mm. you, you can fucking you, bars. You, you, ha- you have to fucking sell yourself. You you gotta do it. You know? What yeah. I mean? And there's times that you might have to do something that you might be uncomfortable with, but you don't hold yourself out, dude. Don't fucking do it at a point where you lose who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it goes back to that whole celebrity thing. You know, I work with. You know, I'm not gonna tell you I would never tattoo a celebrity, but I'm not gonna fucking bend over for a celebrity. No, no, no. We, we've had occasions and we've had artists that with blue checks or whatnot that they've reached out and once we start talking about scheduling we tell them like the days that we record and they're they basically tell us oh well i can't do that let's do it this day and it's like no bro like you don't understand like we only record <laughs> this, this day, day. Yeah. but they feel confident enough to change our schedule they're like, oh well, no, that, let's that, let's do it on this day. I'm like, whole, like hey man, fucking, that's not that's not how yeah. that's not exactly how it works. Those are those are those are people with fucking ego already. You yeah, know, the day I told you that I committed to this, I and I yo, I didn't hit you back immediately because I had 52 texts. No, listen, Jesus. bro. I, <laughs> listen, <laughs> and I know you're a night owl too. Yeah, but I, I wrote I, that when I when you done in my book, dude. That's it. Like I already made time for you that day. Shit, so. so Carlos, we, we really really I appreciate absolutely. it so much for you to stopping by. No, um, sure, man. You're Absolutely. a great, dope artist. I wish that everybody, especially everybody right here within the Heights and Dykeman area, sees this podcast and listen to this podcast so people can actually uh, know more about you, uh, know more about your persona because you're very humble about it. But for me, bro, like the shit that you've been doing, like it's very original, it's very dope. And for me, it's very inspiring. And we as a podcast, we don't have it all figured out, but... Um, the reason why we started the podcast is to highlight our community. Exactly. Like our kids, like no, none of our kids know that there's dope artists. Like you could really come out here, make a living, drawing pictures, doing tattoos, yeah. 
um, being a musician, uh, designing clothes, you Writing, know, like whatever. Yeah, and if you're an artist, you're a creator from the community. Where are you gonna go to expose that? Yeah, yeah. We don't have those those platforms. We can't go to Jimmy Fallon. We can't yeah. fucking, you know, <laughs> where the fuck are we gonna go? Yeah, it's uh, it's something that's that's uh, it's, you know, it's shunned in our community. They they take they take it out of the community in the, in the school system more and more hmm. all the time. You know what I mean? So. Que tu vas dibujar, pa vivir. Tu vas dejar trabajo pa dibujar. Yo, I wanted to ask you too because I know you mentioned uh, you do a lot of pieces uh, that are kind of like I guess poking at the religious cult type vibe uh -huh. you i know you're you're from a hispanic family a latino family so do they feel some type of way like any of your super religious family members they're kind of like how could you no, draw man, this I'm telling my mother <laughs> yeah that's that I, I do i was not a believer of god i, 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 I would have yeah, thought yeah, i would yeah. told her i was like a homosexual <laughs> she was like she was like what the fuck is that but you know what's crazy about people like that that if you and I'm not a historian, dude. I just you know everything I know is sprinkles here and there. But fucking, you know you you read about like how you you could read something as simple at what was read to indigenous people by the Spaniards when they came to this side of the world. It was like a, a twenty sentence thing where it basically said either you accept this this Christianity or you're gonna accept this sword through your fucking head. Wow. Like, this is how it, this is a set through a set to us. So it's just like, you know, you tell them that and they don't want to hear that. They're like, ah, mm. that's not. And it's like, so a lot of times you just got to leave it alone. But in my, in my, my, my experience, in my family, they tend to like, you know, they just can't deal with me. So like, <laughs> when I start, when I start talking and bringing them, and I, and I don't go bringing out dates or facts or anything like that. No, I just tell them how is it, this is this and how could this be possible if this is possible, you know? So like, it's something that's sometimes it's just simple. You just gotta like people, you know, but it hasn't been easy. You know what I mean? It's just like, it hasn't been easy. And back to what I was saying earlier, I don't judge people who believe, you know what I mean? My, I mean, I'm in a relationship with a woman who's a person of faith, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, so I respect what people believe. My thing is, it's like when you want to just bring that to every reason that everything's happening, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. if people want to tell you about like religion and God and the belief, it's like, yo, dude, talk to me about God when you go to a, a child cancer ward. You know what I mean? Like, go to a child cancer where talk to me about things God want to do for a, re you know, for a reason why God does it. And then you have people who will tell you, yeah, but God is like, yeah, you saying that shit because that's not your kid. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, you saying that because if it was your kid, you ask those people about that shit and it's like, and yo, there's people, back to, uh, again, back to what I was saying earlier, who through faith gets them through shit like that. So I, yeah. I get it, man. But I think overall, man, you look at all the, all the different you know, uh, release in the world, uh, people believe in this and they believe in that. It, it, it has caused an enormous amount of pain, an enormous amount of death. Yes. There's no, there's no, nothing that kills more, it causes more casualties in the world than the beliefs of, of religions and shit, you know, and, and deities and gods. And yeah. All. Causes a big divide too amongst course, people who were all the fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, everybody's like breathing the same air. People just look different. Everybody's like, you know, it's just, uh, it's just the way it is and shit, but. I, I, There's no changing. Yeah, you know I mean, there's no yeah. changing. You just, so that's why I go back to the whole thing about the the protest. I'm not really a protest. I, I'm just a critic. You know what I mean? I'm just seeing shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes it might look like I'm making fun of it, but sometimes it, it's it's comical. You know what I mean? It's just like it's super comical that people, you know, people get like uh, Jesus with like you know uh, chains on him or something. Or, or, <laughs> you know, yeah. People equate Jesus. Sometimes they'll put Jesus on a fucking uh, on a chain. Yo, dude, if Jesus was alive today, he'd be in a fucking mountain starting a revolution. Jesus was, Jesus was a fucking revolutionary. He, he hated rich people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, he wasn't somebody who vibe with rich people. And then you got people who make money. Oh, thanks to Jesus. Like, yo, dude, Jesus would be shitting on you if you would be here, dude. Like, he, he was about to be the poor. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah if so, I were to die on the cross, I, I don't think I want people representing me dying on a cross. On a like, uh, on a chain. I've done, I've done two like, with Jesus. Uh, uh, with, with, with gold chains on, with, with mad pills and bags of weed all around. Pills and <laughs> bags. So like, yo. And you know, there's people who criticize me, be like, yo, but how you could do that and have a. So yo, again, it's criticism. You know what I mean? It's just like, yo, dude, I, I'm providing a service. I'm fucking giving you artwork. I think it's fucking, it's technically great artwork. I take pictures, I'll show it to you because to me, it's amusing that you believe that. But it's your life, dude. You believe whatever the fuck you want. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to change what people believe. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to fucking uh, do artwork at the end of the day. You know, that's it. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people lack, though, that it's like you said, uh, I feel like my, and I take that same problem with 
people who are hyper religious that it's like that's fine but don't push it down someone else's throat or make someone feel lesser than you because they don't agree that's my biggest problem with that stuff because i'm i'm huge on live and let live like you know whatever makes you happy do that shit and you shouldn't be judging someone else making someone else feel bad because like you said some of the most religious people i know are really shitty people dude i have really shitty people i have family members who are like ultra ultra religious and they're mad racist mad fucking uh mad judgmental they sit around mm-hmm. talking about other people they talk about like you know people are, you know like they're not people of color you know uh-huh. they're, they're these, these white ass latins who think that they're fucking white yep. and you're like yo you know i come from fucking my half my family's cuban to me and i and again i don't give a fuck how this sounds to me there is no bigger coon there is no bigger sellout in the latin community than the cuban you know what i mean you look at like republican uh right-wing cubans they're the fucking worst dude they they, they think they're white you know what i mean so it's like mm-hmm. you know and then there's like a whole bunch of other issues with other latin groups like i had a mexican dude one time stay at my mom's house he was visiting a friend of a fr- he was a friend of a family member and somehow he ended up staying in my house mm-hmm. he was born in mexico living in la came out here to visit and he's like talking shit about like immigration in mexico yo. and i'm like yo you look at that like yo. I didn't, I didn't even choose. A lot of times, yo, dude, I'm having a conversation with you guys because you guys are like minded, and you're willing to like you know let me talk and, and we could exchange. But yo, dude, I, one thing I don't do is talk to people who are like really out there. And somebody yeah. like that, like they have a whole bunch of issues. Obviously, you got this issues of identity. You have issues of who the fuck you are. Who the yep. fuck you know? It's just like that shit is. So why even? I'm not here. I'm not a teacher, dude. I'm not. I'm not. Like live live that stupidity as much as you want, dude. That's on you. You know what I mean? I just stay out of it. You know, it, it's so much more at my age. I get much more out of talking to people who are like minded. You know what I mean? Who I could get something, uh, you know, a thought, a reciprocated some sort of feeling, uh, you know, a mindset from them. You know what I mean? So it's different. It's it's more productive for me. For me to sit there and argue with some motherfucker who, you know, you got Dominicans who are black. We're talking about I ain't black. And it's just like, why even? I've run into them all the time. It's like, yeah. Why? I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, do a, a cop will do that for you one day. Absolutely, they will. You know what you are one day. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like the fucking, uh, the, uh, the uh, ancestry.com shit people were doing it. Mm-hmm. I had a cousin, my cousin, she was, uh, she was. She was sending them shits out to everybody in the family. So she was like, what? Yo, I, I want, yeah, everywhere. I don't know how much. Why? Because she wanted everybody to sit there to and do a like Facebook community about how it was going to be. You know, it was cool for her. She bored. I guess she's doing it. Mm-hmm. So she sends, she sent me, yo, I'm going to send you one. I said, yo, don't send that shit because I don't need that shit. <laughs> so she's, like, she's like, why? I was like, because I know who I am. I was like, everything I need to know gets answered when the co- I give that cop my ID. And he reads my name. That's it. That's everything I need to know about myself is right there. But, uh, you know, there's some people who go into that shit. And it's like, you know, you could further dissect that, how retarded that shit is. Because I always say, like, at what point in this ancestry thing, how did they decide what what period of time that you're from? They just, they they, they say, oh, you're from Scandinavia. And you're like, yeah, dude, what the fuck, dude? Like, what, 3% Uzbekistan. Like, what I do, what I do see it being an advantage is when people do find, like, a, I have an uncle who found a daughter like that. Really? Yeah, because oh, what wow. happens is that when you send your fucking DNA places, that shit goes on to like a nationwide system to other people who send DNA. So if you had, oh, if there's somebody out there, you had a kid and, and they, they matched his DNA. My uncle found mm-hmm. them, found uh, my cousin now. And um, she had, she was more of a match with my grandmother than anyone else was. Wow. So, so you know, that was like, that's wow, his daughter. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother's 104. So. Wow. Yeah, so damn, that's you know, they did. They did a DNA on her, and they found I don't even know where the fuck they, she was from. But you know, <laughs> it's just like it's crazy to me that people that waste their time on that. I think it's another reason just to get your fucking DNA out there, which is you know crazy. Like you know nowadays, who knows? Like with the the vaccine and all this other shit going on. Yeah, like, you know, they want all kinds of shit out out there. You know. Yeah, they, that's they true. They were taking DNA when you were getting arrested a couple of years ago. I don't know if they still do that. Yeah. Yeah, when you were getting locked up here in, in the tombs. I mean, I heard. I haven't been locked up in a tomb since 20 years, but fucking I had somebody I, that got locked up told me that they would give you a swab for your DNA. What? So, yo, imagine. They're recording your DNA for fucking every time you get locked up for anything. It's like... Why not use the ancestry? And then it's also like, I just feel like, although, sure, it might be cool to know, to me, it doesn't really matter. I think overall, I think as human beings, we're obsessed with this classification of each other putting these lines between us through this, that, whatever, when 
if you really think about it, everybody came from the same fucking place. That's why, you know. Quote, you just went to different parts of the world at different times. The quote where I came, you know, it ain't where you're from is where you're at, you know what I mean? But, you know, that being said, it, it, it does matter more so where you're at and where you're going. But, you know, in this day and age, in this world we live in, you can't forget where you come from. And you can't, you have to make your culture, you know, you have, we have to make our culture more than just what it is, dude. Like, you know, we look at we, us Latin people, for instance, which is the what, what, most, more, the more so people I criticize the most because I feel mm-hmm. that I'm not going to be criticizing other people. I'm criticizing my own people first. But, yo, we, 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 uh, Equate culture with bat baseball, with, uh, yeah. with mm-hmm. shit like that, you know, with like, bachata, the, you know, <laughs> music, and it's just like, yo, that's not our culture is so much more than that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you got people like like we're in a Dominican neighborhood, you know, most people out here, you go out in the street, they don't know who who who, uh, who, uh, who uh, Miguel Pinero was, they don't know who uh, Juno Diaz was, and those are people like Juno Diaz, Dominican writer, you know what I mean? Who who he was considered like the most important a writer in the last fucking like 20 years and people out here they don't know who he is and shit and this is like that shit is crazy you know what I mean it's like that a writer who wrote, who's writing about the Dominican experience here you know he's not a, you know a, a baseball player will, will be more, more important or a singer or something like that yeah. you know what I mean and it's it's a it's a different different we gotta change our mindset is, is the people not sharing this type of information yeah. no because it, it goes it, back to what it, you it said too it doesn't benefit um, the other people that we do, you know what I mean? It's just like uh, you know, you look at other the, the ruling classes or other other groups of people, particularly like white people. They're the ones who, who basically, you know, they're they're gonna uphold. You look at the music industry. Who runs the the music industry? It's mostly white people. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, the they, they're the ones who give. They the throw labels, money yeah. at that shit. Yeah. They're not gonna throw money, and you. They don't want more Latin writers. They don't want more black writers. You know what I mean? That's not something that that benefits them and shit. They rather hear you talk about baseball or talk about music or shit. <laughs> You know, they, they don't want to hear that shit. I think it goes back to what you said before also, though, that, like, it's somewhat frowned upon in our community, at least more so with the older generations. I think the newer generations now are are more into letting people be creative and express themselves. And I still think it's a long road, but I think that old school generation, that mentality where it's like, nah, 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 you got to work, you yeah. provide, you do this. If you're a woman, you take care of the house or whatever. And there wasn't really like a lot of room for, there wasn't really much wiggle room at all. No. But I think they're doing a better job of it now overall. I just think uh, our generation is important to help bridge that gap because we were raised by those people that had that somewhat closed mind minded mentality. And we were also kind of raised in the age where you could get a little bit more free than they did. Cause maybe they just didn't have that type of freedom, but that's why I think it, at least I'd like to think we helped lay some groundwork for the newer community, basically the younger community to help express itself. It's also the system that we live in because you know, our parents, they didn't have, like when our parents came here, there wasn't like internet. There wasn't like a lot of jobs that exist today, and, shit. Right. and their life was like a lot more simple. They went to work, they came home, and shit. That and was, that was it. it. Like today, you know, another thing that people equate with freedom in this country, people are like, "Yo, this is the freest country in the world." Well, you know, th- this better be the freest country in the world with four hundred years of slave of slave labor mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. fucking entire decimation of another group of people. Right. This better be the best country. But you know, people equate freedom with like you know the internet having game systems, having 300 pairs of sneakers, things like that, that that shit really isn't normal, dude. Yeah. And that's what people find, that's what people be like, you're having all this, having all this shit, these things, I'm free as, as possible. You know what I mean? But we're us living in this neighborhood right now. You can't send your kid to the best school system out here. Nope. No, because you're not, you're in the inner city, dude. The best school system out here, it doesn't exist out here. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're not getting the best healthcare out here. No, you live in a city. This is like congestion and, and it's urban and, and poor shit goes on here and you don't have the money. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a different time. You know, it's a different time. And, and it doesn't change too because, uh, you know, now with all these this, this new shit that goes on, it distracts us to how our parents live. We feel that because we got all these fucking things, these gadgets and all this shit that going on, that we're better off. Yeah. But in reality, dude, we're still here. We, you know, you still got to go to work every day. You know what I mean? But, you know, there, there's not, we're not getting a better education. You're not getting a better health care. You're not getting a better life. You know what I mean? Not at all. Not at all. So we're somewhat following that same trail our parents blazed because we're still here. Exactly. And not that it's 
a bad thing to love being the come from the community where you're from but it's kind of like i feel like you get stuck in that hamster wheel where it's like and some people don't even have a choice because yeah i guess you got like three four kids and it's like you better go work them two jobs and yep. it becomes that cycle where it's now that because you have to provide those kids now don't have you in that home and they're kind of out doing whatever the fuck they want and they get swallowed up by the hood so to yeah. say you know and it becomes that vicious cycle i've seen it happen over and over and over and over so i i i think it all goes back to what you said it's important to push these creative things to help people like think outside of the box to not just grow and be taught to be good little soldiers like yeah. don't just grow up to be a good employee grow up to be who you want to be yeah another thing too is like if you uh to do that to, to help somebody grow into, into something other than what you see is you gotta te you take them to new things. I go to the museum, and only kids you see in the museum are white kids. You see Asians yes. in there. That's about the about, that's about the extent of color that it gets in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. But the majority of white people take their kids to the museum very young, dude. It's like we don't do that shit. My parents never took me to the museum and shit. My parents push sports. My dad was trying to push sports, but like you know, it's not something that you see. Is like you know, and and the less of that you 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 get, it's not gonna change. You know what I mean? You're not gonna. It's, not, it's never going to change if you don't see people doing anything different. You know? Yeah, we can't even blame them because at the end of the day, that's probably all they knew. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. How can fair. they push something that they don't know anything about to yeah, us? Fair enough. Don't know fair it. enough. I think you got to work on exposing yourself as yeah. well. So it's up to us. It's there's, up to there's us. Another thing too about like uh, having a realistic understanding of who your parents are, because uh, you know there's people. You know, your, our parents came here. They're working people, hardworking people. They made a life. They obviously. You know they did everything for us but a lot of times your, your parents they're not for lack of better words they're not worldly people yes you know so it's just like they're not people who are considering that they're all the options that are out there so there's people who i know i have like acquaintances and friends like that who give these parents their parents this crazy ass type like oh yeah my dad did everything and yeah he might have done everything like that he could but he didn't do everything mentally that he couldn't get he didn't stimulate your mind the way he should have you know what i mean and i'm co coming from somebody who did not come from that i didn't right. come from that my, right. my, my, my parents weren't like that but what i did see the change in how they were people who weren't stimulated mentally when you'd have conversations with them and they just don't care about certain shit yeah. you know how many times i've tried to talk to my parents about something and i see them getting bored like while i'm talking like, yeah. yo, this, <laughs> stop talking about like i don't want to hear this shit and it's like yo yeah. You stop because you're like, okay, I get it. You want right. to go back to watching a lot of Dr. Apollo and shit. You know, it's like if it falls on deaf ears, what's yeah, the point? Caso cerrado. Mommy's like, hold on, is that the sun burning in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> Pera, 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 be right back. Yeah, go out, go out. <laughs> yeah, that's why you know when you say earlier about how they take to that. They usually I get chalked up as a fucking own local. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just like that. That's what they That's what they That's how it is. You know? It's It'll true. Carlos, like so um, so before we leave, I have one last question. Um, oh my god! Yes, stacks. Oh wait, wow! You, I just you have... I just looked at our. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's like we typically don't go this long and stay this engaged yeah yeah you get a lot of flat moments yeah that. yeah and it's like and no just even the the sheer time yeah you know and and it seems like we've only gotten to like the tip of the iceberg so i i can genuinely say that <laughs> yeah, i bro. see why he felt <laughs> the way that he felt because you're a very easy person to talk to uh and and i can say that i've enjoyed our and conversation we didn't even get sure. into the revolution right that's what i'm saying like we, we didn't even get into we the scratched revolution the surface, bro that man thank you for coming thank you okay, for thank coming you for, for real oh no no before we leave cause i personally have one last question unless stacks has another question the floor is yours my okay friend. so my last question to you if it's all over tomorrow how would you like to be remembered Damn, that goes back to that whole legacy. legacy. I really don't, don't give a shit, dude. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't really care. I don't think it's... So like as that. humble as if you was, can put I, it. If I was one of those people... I, as I humbling like, as you can put it. If if I were to think like that, I'd be one of those people who put a lot of emphasis on like, uh, you know, having a child. Because that's the best way you could leave a legacy is having a child. And I'm not... Leave your name. I don't have children, you know what I mean? And this is like, I, I don't want... I never wanted children. So it's not something that I, I think of like that. That just, I mean, Listen... There's very few people you're going to run into the world that don't want to have children or leave anything. 
and I'm one of them. You know what I mean? And and that goes that, that should show you how much I care about legacy because I really it's the you know we live in a fucking disgusting world. People find these little and it's our this little apartment right here. This could be a paradise and it could be enough to make your life happy for the next fifty years you live, dude. And that's what's what's important. You know what I mean? Because the world is fucking really horrid out there. You know what I mean? And to leave a, a child, that that's legacy. You know what I mean? To to bring a child, you know, having a child is the most important job in the world, and it's a job that they let any idiot do. You know what I mean? And people do it all the time, and they don't think about what they're doing. People have kids like like the DMX dying with fifteen kids. You know, you have fifteen kids, dude. Like you nice. worried about fucking yeah. legacy? You got fifteen kids? You're not caring about them kids. You know, so I don't I don't think of it like that. I think when my time is done, it's done. You know what I mean? I try. I, I do think about like I do have a, a a worry in my mind when it comes to like about time and and uh, dying, and it's usually about how much work I'm trying to get out. Like I want to just there's a lot of ideas I want. I want certain shit to get out there and uh, do and be comfortable with enough paintings. I read about artists that got ten thousand paintings done in their lifetime. So those things mm-hmm. like that, I fucking uh, those are things that motivate me and shit. But you know that legacy talk, man. Like I said, it, it relates to like what you're leaving here and what can you leave here more than a, another life, you know? And that would be really. I don't know if you guys are parents, but I don't know how people have kids and don't get stressed. I, I cannot imagine the stress that somebody could feel having a kid, you know what I mean, and leaving them here the way shit is, you know what I mean? Look how look where we're in now. This life isn't getting any easier, dude. It gets not at it all. It's fucking harder, dude. This is like it gets harder and harder. You don't know what what's gonna happen in the next five years, you know what I mean? You know, this is like so yeah, the I, I don't I don't worry about legacy. Definitely not. <laughs> as far as the artist, how would you like to be remembered just as far as like let's say your art style? The work, the, the only thing I like to be respected and people, you know, I want people if they know me or they've met me to know how much I work because my work is, is definitely like my work output. You know what I mean? I when I when I was in the heyday, when I was in my mid thirties or early or late twenties, and I was tattooing, I would tattoo sometimes twelve hours a day, and I get home and I draw for the rest of the night. I was also single, and there was no amount of work I produced when I was. I produced an enormous amount of work when I was single, and um. That was it. It was like I worked 12, 10, 12 hour days and then I get home and draw and I wouldn't even be tired. You know what I mean? I, I, so it was like, it was such an easy thing for me to do and it was I enjoyed it so much. So that's what I want to be remembered more so than anything. Dude. I'm not even too much into exhibiting work for that matter. You know, if you look at my resume, I got 30 years of tattooing and making artwork, but I don't have a lot under exhibitions because I'm not even into that too much. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you exhibit work, and it's like, I'd, I'd much rather be here and talking to two people like you than to be going there and talking to complete strangers who know nothing of my community, who know nothing of what my people been through, to having explained day one shit from them. I don't need to tell right. you two how hard it is being Latin and coming in and discriminating. I only know all that. You know all that shit. So it's like, so when you go to do a studio, you're showing artwork, now you got people like, oh my goodness, what are you saying here? You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. So, right. you know, it has to be done again. You know, you want to smell shit and not eat it. It has to be done to an extent, but yeah. you don't want to fucking uh, kill yourself with it either and shit, you know? Do you have a favorite piece oh, that you've that done? done? Oh, not like tattoo, like artwork-wise, a favorite piece that you've done? Not really, man. I don't fucking... I've never done a piece where I'm like, yo, this is a masterpiece. I don't look at that shit like that. I don't, I've always... I was I was in an artist recently, a, a up and coming tattoo artist, a couple of months ago, and um, he is super arrogant, <laughs> and he's like thirty three, arrogant as fuck. Like, uh, like he's talks are crazy, like he's making crazy shit, and he's he's not he's really like mediocre. Not even he's like less than mediocre. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I could say is that he's not damaging skin. Like he that's one thing about. Okay, like he has like no artistic vision. Like you know. So anyway, um. I didn't want, I'm not the type to shit on somebody either. So I, one of the things I try to give him some perspective and I was like, yo, if you had to categorize yourself on a scale of one to 10, what would you give yourself? Right. And he said about a seven. Mm, and I was wow. like, wow, that's high. Yeah. Cause I would give myself about a three and a half to a four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So when he said, when I said that, like his face was like, what? Cause he had this. And I was like, because I'm only 47 years old. There's artists I did that are in their fucking 80s that they died in their, you know, in their 70s and 80s, and they had fucking like they did like so much more than I did. You know what I mean? And I noticed that 
they got to that level by constantly criticizing themselves and constantly undermining what they're doing. And I don't mean undermining and saying like totally not believing in it, yeah. but like not doing something and then staring at it like, oh, look at this massive, look how dope it is. Now, boom, that's it, it's done. Let's move on to the next one, boom. Like, and that's the kind of shit, uh, the, the flow I, I try to keep when I work and shit. Okay. I try to fucking like just move on to the next piece and shit. I'm definitely more about volume and, uh, and um, you know, output. Than, than, than I am about fucking sitting around looking at what the fuck I drew. Which I got like fucking shit stored like crazy because it's just I'm like moving on to like other things. And eventually, hopefully like this summer, I'm trying to get some sort of art show going because I have about like 10, 15 paintings I, I got to get to exhibit and I just can't keep storing them. I want to I wanna try to sell them. So I'll have a, a show coming up soon somewhere. Definitely let us know. We'll please, put a little commercial on the, on the pod. Absolutely. You sure. know, let the people know. Carlos Arturo Arias. Thank you, man. Mm. Thanks for having me, man. Bueno, boy, le digo, thank you for coming, bro. Yes, yes. You are very humble with your artistry, even though you you, you <laughs> could brag. <laughs> you could definitely brag. <laughs> if I start bragging, I wouldn't be me, man. <laughs> no, but that's that's what makes you. That's what that's your persona. That's you as an artist. Yeah. They, and, they say and the realest what, people are the ones that don't gotta say they're real. Boom. There you go. Straight up. <laughs> You know, the, the, the community that you cater to does that for you. And for every, any everybody that's out there listening, man, making sure you stay positive. Let, let your kids know that there's more to life out here that you don't necessarily have to be a baseball player or a rapper, or a rapper that there's other things that they could get into and make a living out here, man. We want to inspire all the creatives and let them know that maybe you can't make it a Jimmy Fallon, but hit up the DP. We, we got, got you. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's a wrap.